welcome to this special crossover episode of Locked On Angels and Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Now, obviously, if you're listening to Locked On Angels, you're familiar with me. You're locked in with Taylor Blake Ward. But if you're part of the Locked On Anaheim Ducks podcast, and that's your preferred podcast you're listening to, JD, you're here with us. Thanks for joining us, JD. You're very welcome. And if they want to follow me, you can follow me at Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at StimpyJD and LO underscore Ducks. And Taylor, where can they follow you at? That was not necessarily the direction I was going, but I like that you led us to that. Um, JD, uh, and for those listening in, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Lockdown Angels. We're actually working on that right now to kind of recreate the Lockdown Angels Twitter page. Also, you can follow, uh, follow me personally at Taylor Blake Ward and watch for a tweet uh, tonight, later tonight at about 9 o'clock Pacific time, 9 p.m. Pacific time, saying send me any and all your baseball questions. I'll answer them here through midnight. Best ones make the show in the morning. So tomorrow you can check in and see if your questions made the show. Um, also, you're more than welcome to download today's show or any of the episodes of Lockdown Angels or Lockdown Anaheim Ducks via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcasting platform you're using to listen to today's show. And feel free to... Feel f- <laughs> Feel free to subscribe. Feel free to rate us. Be sure to rate, subscribe, comment. Uh, Be sure to leave a five-star rating. I love it, personally. (laughs) By the way, thank you. (laughs) Thank you all for leaving your five-star comments. I really appreciate it. Thanks, J.D. I appreciate you jumping in on that one. Um, Jumping in in like a Kobe Bryant fadeaway. Ooh. um, (laughs) Here in the first segment, uh, I'm going to lead things off in the second segment. Uh, we're going to have JD take over. And for those of you that are listening to the Locked on Anaheim Ducks podcast, there will be a third segment, as Jason always does. Uh, as you've noticed on Locked on Angels, we're a two-segment party. Over on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, they're a three-segment party. It's pretty fun. Uh, so, hey, JD, I, it's, it's, oh, my kind, it's my kind of party. Whoa. Hey, <laughs> what, that's that, those are some fighting words. Um, Joe, my kind of party Smith is a, a hero. So, JD, let's start off with a little bit of the obvious here. Um, Super Bowl opinions. Um, I, I liked, I had a lot of fun with the game. Um, you know, the final score, I don't think really dictated what the game was, but uh, I, I had fun watching the game. What about you? I had fun watching the game because I didn't have to watch the Fox broadcast. Once I heard Joe Buck say those words, if you want to hear this in Spanish, tune into Fox Deportes. Okay, click. <laughs> so I turned into Fox Deportes, and they are so enthusiastic. And for the first maybe five, six minutes of the game, I was flipping back and forth between Deportes and regular Fox. And the excitement level of Spanish language broadcasters are through the roof. So I spent the entire rest of the game watching it on there. And they were hilarious. They were a joy to listen to. I had more fun watching the Super Bowl in Spanish than I have the past few years. Fair enough. I, I like Joe. Uh, I got no problem with Joe. My biggest problem was uh, no Tony Romo. I really like Tony Romo. I, I, he's not on Fox broadcast from what I remember. Um, but I like Tony Romo. I think he's a great color analyst. Um, as for the game itself, I thought it was a pretty fun game. I, I liked that the defense kind of was a standout there, even though uh, my guy Patrick Mahomes, I love Patty Mahomes. I'm really excited to see him get a championship. But more than anything, and I think I'm speaking for so many people, is uh, really happy for Andy Reid, of course. Andy Reid. It took, it took how long for him to get that elusive ring? Well, I mean, I, I, this was the first time I think we've ever seen him smile. <laughs> he, he's going to be partying hard tonight and you know it no absolutely great for Andy Reid uh, his first 
in I don't know how many years he's been coaching, but it is well-deserved. And I've said this before to you and to a few of my friends, that Patrick Mahomes getting to the Super Bowl right now is good for football. He's a very dynamic player. As we saw on the Super Bowl, he can get out of a jam in any way, scramble for yards. He makes the game more exciting. Oh, yeah. No, Patrick Mahomes is maybe the most thrilling athlete in the world. I mean, I, I we have Mike Trout in baseball and hockey. You've got Connor McDavid. Uh, soccer, there's soccer's got a lot of good stars right now. You know, Mbappe, Neymar, even on the same team in Paris there. But uh, if, if you no, ask Patrick any Mahomes, SoCal soccer fans, they will say Chicharito. Ah, well. Uh, <laughs> Although I, we, I have my opinions on that as well. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. Um, going, going away from that one. His last uh, name is Hernandez. He's got to be somewhat good. God, I wanted Watch Cavani it. so bad for the Galaxy. I really did. We're going from one football to another football, aren't we? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, just uh, congratulations to some friends of mine. Um, I, you know, they've been waiting for this Chiefs championship for a long time. Uh, something I do want to talk about is, uh, you know, the York family has basically destroyed the 49ers franchise, absolutely despised the York family. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch really deserve some serious credit for what they did in San Francisco. Um, I'm a big Richard Sherman fan. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo played fine. I think that the I think the 49ers played, you know, to the caliber they should have. They, uh, they, they played a very exceptional it. game. Yeah, and I don't think you can discredit Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch for this. I think they actually deserve a lot of credit for taking a franchise that was in the crapper with the stupid York family uh-huh. and turning it into what they did. So uh, those are kind of my final opinions. Um, there, Shakira there was... is awesome. Oh uh, I will God. say Shakira, Shakira is cool, man. I, I she's she's cool. Um, J Lo did her thing. I, I think the cool thing about J Lo is that A Rod was like, A Rod on Twitter was like a kid in a candy store. He was so super proud of J-Lo. It almost he seems was, like... It's cool. Okay, who's the more famous one out of those two? Some in the sports world would say A-Rod is the more popular one because when you have A-Rod, you know, doing color co- or doing the um, post game for the World Series, J-Lo is the hype man for A-Rod. Today, A-Rod was the hype man for J-Lo. And you could tell that he was so proud of, you know, Jennifer Lopez. And of course, on the Twitter sphere, you hear these fans, oh, get someone that looks at you or, you know, that like this, you know, insert meme here. Are they married? I don't know if they're married or not. I don't follow that stuff. Uh, they're practically married. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, uh, props to A-Rod, props to J-Lo. Shakira was great. She was cool. Oh, I love um, Shakira. Uh, biggest props to uh john lynch and kyle shanahan and then you know beyond that the chiefs organization and patty mahomes and andy Reid. congratulations to them but the 49ers Um, the niners will be back yeah one more thing uh congrats to my good friend clint boyer i know you've been waiting for this and uh if you need bail money i'm not available so (laughs) since we're we're going personal i'll also give a shout out um i'll say congrats to uh, jesus serate for even making it to the Super Bowl, he's the Ducks Spanish language announcer for one game. He's the Spanish announcer for the 49ers. So congrats to the 49ers for even making it this far. Absolutely, man. Um, I want to do something here. This is obviously Lockdown Angels, and we're doing a special crossover episode with the Lockdown Anaheim Ducks with JD here. 
JD, um, we talked about this before we came on, is I want to kind of compare some angels to some ducks. And I'm familiar with hockey, and you're familiar with baseball. Yes. Actually, I think that, I think that honest to God, hockey is my first sport, and baseball is kind of your first sport, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, it's kind it of, is. <laughs> um, Funny so how that works out. This. I want to ask this real quick. Is um, The Angels have David Fletcher, yes. who is a fan favorite for – now, he's a good baseball player. There's no denying how good of a baseball player he is. He was a three-win player last year, and I think the, even the year before he was close to it. But is there a guy on the Anaheim Ducks that the fan base really draws himself to, whether it be because he's a – I guess it's not so much as a local guy because most – I'm not saying all, but most hockey players are of northern Amer- – you know, north United States or – foreign or canadian obviously but is there a guy that the fan base draws themselves to because of his yes. playing style the way yes. that people draw themselves to dave fletcher oh okay yes well, yes go absolutely there there is one guy that the fans endear themselves to and even some of the media endear themselves to um the athletics eric stevens who covers the ducks for the athletic he's even adopted this now i guess famous hashtag amongst ducks fans and it is hashtag elite 1c obviously Derek grant i think is the <laughs> unheralded hero best player in the world as we've said in the past i've been on your show and said that Derek grant i've, I've been on your show multiple times to say that Derek grant is the best player in hockey i love Derek grant so i get it you know it, and I think that's how people kind of reflect uh, David Fletcher is they really like David Fletcher to the extent that I like Derek Grant. I'm not an Anaheim Ducks fan. but Oh, but Ducks I fans love Derek Grant. Grant. Yeah, they should. Are there other guys? I, I wanted to, I asked you about this before is, you know, Albert Pujols is one of the greatest hitters in baseball history. There's no right. denying that. But what we've seen the last two years out of Albert and kind of going forward, he's – He's just not the same guy. You know, it's a real shame because we all like Albert. We all want to see the history that he brings. But he's just not the guy that – I mean, he's just a roster spot at this point. Is there is Ryan Getzloff getting to that point? I mean, I've seen Ryan Getzloff, and he's – I think he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. He's a Hall a of Famer for the, sure. Yeah, is there a guy on the Ducks that kind of is – essentially the Albert Pujols guy where it's like you're seeing him for the history of the game, but maybe he's not performing to the way that you want to see him. Part of me was, I was going to say Ryan Kessler, but Kessler has not played this year and who knows how many games Pujols will play this year. So I'm actually going to go with Ryan Getzloff now more so because Getzloff has been struggling more as of late. Yes, he did have a hot start to the season. Uh, He did have that streak where he had, I think, eight or nine games in a row where he scored at least one point. And Pujols last season had a nice little run going. I mean, Pujols still had a pretty decent average at the end of the year compared to some major leaguers. He had a positive war, finally. But, you know, Albert Pujols is getting to the point where he's becoming more of a historical type player. He's accumulating numbers. Ryan Getzloff is getting to that point. He's accumulating stats. He was the first player in Ducks history to play a thousand games for the Ducks franchise. And by the way, congrats to Getzy on getting to a thousand games. Slowly creeping into that area where he's going to lead the Ducks in all-time goals. He's, or not all-time goals, all-time points. Maybe it is goals. I'm not sure. But one of those. Uh, so Getzloff is slowly climbing the charts in Ducks history. But he's just not the same guy that he was back in 2007 or even 
2013 and 2015 when the Ducks had those consecutive division titles. And right now, Getzloff, I don't think he's taken up a roster spot. I think Getzloff is still a leader for that team. He's a leader in that locker room. He's a captain. But he is beginning to get to that point where the age is kind of slowing him down just a little bit. Fair enough. And um, I want to touch on this one because I, I found it interesting just thinking about it in my mind. We think of Andrelton Simmons and we think of one of the greatest defensive fielders of all time. You know, we're talking about Brooks Robinson, Ozzy Smith, Craig Nettles, guys like that, right? Right. Um, when it comes to this Ducks roster, there is, when you think of defense, you think of defensemen in hockey. But I thought of a guy that you can't compare the two because it is just so different. But do you think that John Gibson is kind of the Andrelton Simmons of. <laughs> This ducks. I, I'm. I'm str- I know, was going a, the same direction. The of, I was going to go the, the same direction. Quiet, this is a Bikram yoga stretch, right? <laughs> it's, I, I guess it's not if you're thinking the same. No, it's not Gibby's because been, I. I Gibby's think of fantastic. acrobatic plays. I think of plays that you would pull out of your. You know what? Uh, Angleton Simmons is a Gold Glove caliber player. He makes some fantastic plays deep in the hole that you even cannot fathom. You know, I even saw a video, I think it was a baseball bits, one of those random YouTube videos where it talked about Andrelton Simmons. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? And based on his defensive war stats, that could be up for debate. I mean, I think Sim I think Simba could be a Hall of Fame candidate down the line just because of his defense alone. And I think of John Gibson in the same way that Gibson he makes some spectacular saves, and for a while, he was having some great numbers in goal, you know, except for getting messed up a couple years before. But we've talked about that as well, where Gibson was just completely outplayed, which, you know, stinks. Gibson was one of the top goaltenders in the entire National Hockey League. His goals against was about 2, you know, 2.07, 2.22. Gibson was an all-star for a couple of years back when they had the 4-on-4 tournament. You know, we think about that 2016 All-Star game where, yes, I know John Scott stole the show. He was the MVP and he was the crowd favorite. But people forget that was a one nothing championship game. And yes, John Scott was the MVP. But John Gibson, he had some nasty saves on that All-Star game. And he was a beast in net. You know, that's what I think about when I think about the elite defensive plays. You know, Simba made some acrobatic saves. John Gibson was in another world that year. So that's a great comparison. And I'm glad we thought alike on that one. Uh, Jason, we got to head to a break. Anything you want to add here in the first segment before we head to a little bit more hockey talk? I just want to say that I'm glad that baseball season's coming and spring training's coming very soon. Yeah, and speaking of spring training, this is a... What a way to lead me into the break here, man. Way to go. If you I'm, to, I'm a pro at this now. If you want to head out to spring training, check out the Angels play in Tempe. Why don't you check out www.visitarizona.com slash spring training. And also, you know, you can check out the Arizona Coyotes. Now we're talking about hockey. Uh, they aren't playing the Ducks in the month of March, but they are playing my Vancouver Canucks. So if you want to check that out, you can go to the same place. You can check out the Grand Canyon, all kinds of things that Arizona has to offer. So once again, that's www.visitarizona.com slash spring training. We'll be right back with more Locked On Angels and Locked On Anaheim Ducks right after a quick word from our sponsors.
Welcome back to Locked On Ducks and Locked On Angels on this special crossover episode with Jason, J.D. Hernandez, and Taylor Blake Ward. Yo! And we're going to talk about hockey. We talked about baseball and Super Bowl on the first segment, so now we're going to talk a little bit more about hockey. It is hockey season. Baseball's not quite there yet. Got a couple more weeks till we get to spring training. But let's talk about Hockey Day in Southern California. That just took place yesterday, in fact. We're recording on Sunday. And Hockey Day in Southern California was basically a whole thing where you had the Ducks and the Goals sharing in their, I guess, how would I say this? Their broadcast shared on FSW, Prime Ticket, Fox Sports San Diego, and then Ducks and Kings did the same thing. And even before that, there was a plethora of youth games that took place at Great Park Ice, by the way, wonderful, wonderful new facility in Irvine, California. And I want to talk a little bit about the growth of hockey in Southern California because, you know, as you've seen, it's grown exponentially just in the past few years alone, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we had the ECHL out here, which brought uh, – and you could argue that Bakersfield is too far north to be Southern California, but you had Bakersfield come into play, which has been around for, what, 30 years now? Almost, Does that sound yeah. right? 30 years um, but the Ontario Reign came in, and uh, Justin Kemp brought them into Southern California, and they did a great job with the ECHL, and it seemed that the NHL teams saw the value of having their American Hockey League affiliates come out here. And now we're seeing you know, San Diego, the Ontario Reign transferred from ECHL to AHL. We're going to have it's even Palm Springs here. Is that starting uh, next year or the year after? Is that year, sound right? Year after. The Palm Springs, the rumor is the Palm Springs Firebirds, by the way. That's not a bad name. That's uh, that sounds very accurate for Pump Springs, and uh, you know even uh, not that Vegas is Southern California, but it's it's close enough to where you know there's a, a connection there. And the Vegas Golden Knights, the what they have going on, you go into Nevada, and every other license plate has a Vegas Golden Knights logo on the license plate, not like a sticker on the back of the window on the actual license plate it's itself. True, it's sickening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And then, um, you know, it sounds like they're going to get an AHL team here as well. So, you know, within driving distance, pending at how you view Stockton, um, what is this? So you got Bakersfield, Ontario, San Diego, Palm Springs. Uh, Palm Springs. You've got Anaheim Ducks. You've got the LA Kings. You've got six teams within driving distance of kind of wherever you are yeah, in the Southern and California area. I, I kind of Vegas, too. And I kind of want to talk about this AHL growth because they talked about this a lot on the Hockey Day SoCal broadcast, where you were starting to see these facilities just pop up almost exponentially in the past five, six years with the goals coming to town, with the rain coming to town. And those are the two franchises that are talked about the most because they're consistently in the top five in AHL attendance. Fans are eating this up big time, especially in those two markets. And as a result, you're seeing more rinks opening. San Diego has a new rink down there, by the way, which is great. Irvine is a new rink, which is state-of-the-art. The Ducks now practice at Great Park. You know, talk a little bit about just the growth in the past few years alone. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up playing hockey here in Southern California, and you've got you've got all kinds of different things that are going on here. You've got uh, the joint in um, – <laughs> I don't know why I'm drawing such a blank here, but you've got uh, – is that the KHS? Is that what it's named now? Down yes. in um, Fullerton area? Yep. Or not Fullerton, but um, you got KHS Ice Arena. You got the Ice Castle. And 
Ontario. Now, I grew up with a, a hockey rink in my hometown here in Lake Arrowhead, and sadly it collapsed due to snowfall. But, yeah, I grew up playing in these little places, and now these places are popping up. You're seeing the high school tournaments in Los Angeles. The Kings have put together that entire high school league. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks have so many different junior teams. that I, I believe they all play through KHS. Does that sound right? A lot of them do, and some of them are even playing at different you know, major league or minor league facilities. And I'm going back to, I actually worked a game fairly recently, Junior Ducks, Junior Kings. They had their 16 AAA game. I can't believe we have AAA hockey here in Southern California. That wasn't a thought even, you know, a decade ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, and you think about what Southern California has done for basically the western half of the United States when it comes to hockey. Because you look at the Arizona Coyotes, they're starting to draw is so steadily better. But Arizona State is now a D1 hockey team. Um, you know, we're talking about bringing a hockey team to Seattle once again. Uh, mm-hmm. Portland is a potential place to put hockey teams. You know, uh, Idaho is talked about as a potential AHL affiliate team. Um, and they're an ECHL team right now. But, yeah, hockey is booming here in Southern California. And it's pretty exciting to see um, – it's, it's nice to see minor league hockey doing as well as it is along with minor league baseball and seeing that, you know, if you can't afford to go see the Kings or the Ducks or, or the Angels or the Dodgers, you can afford to go see the Rain or the Goals and you can afford to go see the Quakes or the Six Sixers or whomever it is. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, growing up in SoCal in the 90s, yes, hockey was growing because Wayne Gretzky had come to town. But there was also that weird little time where in the 90s you had all these teams come into minor league baseball. The Quakes were founded in the early 90s. The Lake Elsinore Storm came in 94. Uh, The San Bernardino Spirit came in the 80s, but they moved to that facility around that time. So you you were seeing all these teams come to the forefront in the early 90s. And around that time, you know, I saw more little leagues starting to pop up around that time. And growing up as a kid in SoCal, you know, baseball was the big booming thing back then. Just like hockey is the big booming thing now. So we're kind of seeing it cycle through right now. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid, I mean, I'm, you know, depending on how you want to use the term kid, um, I grew up going to stampede games which is now the inland empire six sixers but they were san bernino stampede i went to ranch cucamonga quakes games and as i grew older going into my teens suddenly i started going to ontario rain games and san diego goal games you know we're dating ourselves i remember going to ice dogs games remember that Oh, hell yeah. Oh, but, I mean, I, it was so it was too far for me to go to a minor league game there. I went to like two of them. But yeah, no, I mean, the Long Beach uh, Convention Center um, and the Ice Dogs, we got to see Nikolai Habibulin yes. play there. And I guess that to say that we saw Nikolai Habibulin as a minor leaguer, uh, maybe that's a little bit of uh, dating ourselves a little bit here. <laughs> but yeah, no. You well, we're to, not spring chickens. No, but I mean, you got to see guys like that. Um you know, we think about Bruce Bochy is a Hall of Fame manager in every way, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he got his start in 1991 with the High Desert Mavericks just up the road for us. Here. Oh, the it's High Desert Mavericks. That, that's Rest another piece. You know what? I went to the last ever game. 
I know you did, and yeah. I was devastated that you did because I was <laughs> I was sitting at Angel Stadium in the I was sitting between the uh, clubhouses. They had just won the California League Championship, and I think I even was talking to you. I think I I think you were talking to me you. because because I, I tweeted it. And I was so sad that I didn't go to that instead of going to the Angels game in the middle of September. But that was uh, was that 2014 or 15? That was 2016. 16. I still have the T-shirt that says 2016 California League Champions. And I'm trying to think of how the Angels did that year. Why I was at an Angels game in uh, in September. Instead, I can't. Your guess is as good as mine, but I remember that I did tweet it out that I was at the final game. And just seeing all the fans show up, there was a lot of fans for that final game. They came out in droves more not just to celebrate, but more to say goodbye. Oh yeah. Because it was it was surreal knowing that High Desert was gonna go out on top and I knew that they were gonna win that game. I just had that gut feeling. It's amazing how much of a spread baseball had gotten around that time. And it is still prevalent in little leagues, all these players coming out of Southern California. And I'm going to cycle back to hockey. Now we're starting to see some players come out of Southern California that are playing in the NHL, AHL. And I'll bring up two names of recent that grew up in California that are playing or that have played in the NHL. Colin Delia, Rancho Cucamonga, proud. He went to Los Osos. He did. He went to Los Osos High School. He played and in front of his he, home is crowd. Is he a Blackhawks goalie? Blackhawks? Uh, Rockford Icehogs. But Icehogs, yeah, Blackhawks? Affiliate, yes, right? yes. Yeah. And I, I can specifically remember this game for a multitude of reasons. But the Rancho Cucamonga City Council came out. Delia started that game. He got the win in front of his friends and family. That was spectacular. And someone that is currently playing in the Ducks organization, Ducks system. Well, wait, 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 because I want to share this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I want to stop you. So I grew up playing against Emerson Edom. Ooh, another name. And he he was a Ducks guy for a long time there. He He was was. a pretty good one. But there was a kid that was coming up behind him. Um, There was actually two that were like best buddies, and they both ended up with Winnipeg. And it was Chase DeLeo (laughs) and Eric Comrie. Yep. And Chase is playing for San Diego, isn't he? Yes, it? he is. You stole my thunder on that because I was just going to mention that name. So thanks, man. Well, that's why that's why that's why I totally stopped you on that. I was like, oh no, I'm jumping out on this one. Yeah, no, Chase was. Uh, God, Chase was just a little bit younger than we were. Yeah, not not a whole lot younger, but he was just enough younger. Now we're dating ourselves. No, no. Well, if Chase is still playing, because I don't know, is Emerson Edom still playing right now? I don't know. If I, he don't, is. I don't know if he is either. So Chase is, uh, dear God, he's exact. He's four month, four years and a month and a half younger than I am. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so be it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just saw Chase two nights ago. Duh. He's in San Diego. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what, like you were saying though, is the growth of seeing these professionals uh, come from California. We didn't see that for a long time. It's kind of like uh, the Kings had a guy just a few years ago who was playing with Manchester that was an L.A. guy, and he was, like, one of the very few from California. I can't, Brandon something? Brandon? Uh... Yeah, I, I don't recall at the moment, but you just brought up something. It used to be somewhat of a novelty that, oh, my God, someone from California, someone local, let's advertise that so much. Now it's becoming a little bit more commonplace. 
just because of the oh, growth yeah. of it nowadays. And I cannot think of who that player is. It's escaping me. And it's going to bug me. Either. I can't either. Um, but as you go on, you're talking about this. Baseball has always been prominent in California. You know, it's always been that if you want an amateur player, they better be coming from California or Texas or Florida. Those are the three primary states. But something that we're seeing now, which we wouldn't have seen a few years ago, is, you know, the Trinity League for baseball, high school baseball, has a media day, a large scale media day. And, uh, you know, a lot of these conferences here in Southern California actually have media days for high school baseball. I mean, it's ridiculous to think about, and it's the growth. Seeing the growth of these sports in Southern California is really thrilling. I absolutely agree with you. You know, base, baseball has always been there. Hockey has grown to the point where we even have a whole day dedicated to it. You know, Hockey Day SoCal, and I hope that we're going to continue to have this for many years to come. And maybe we'll see maybe one or two players per year, hopefully, from California. And we talk about being a non-traditional market, end quote, you know, look no further than Austin Matthews, who's an Arizona native, and he's a star in the league. Absolutely. I mean, my God, one of his first games was that sick goal by Alex Ovechkin where he was on his back, just flicked it towards the goal. And that's where Austin Matthews became a fan at a Coyotes game against the Capitals. But still, you know, non-traditional markets are yielding players. And I quoted this about three months ago where the GM for the Golden Knights hit one of his ultimate goals is to have someone from the Vegas area play for the Golden Knights at some point this decade. Well, didn't he have um, – well, Derek England moved there, huh? Yeah, he moved there. Yeah, so uh, I just want to touch on this when it came, came to Austin Matthews and the growth of of hockey in Southern California. So Austin Matthews is a Toronto Maple Leaf, right? And that's the heart of hockey is Toronto. Um, people argue Montreal, but Toronto is the heart of hockey. And, you know, he goes into his debut game and there's so much excitement around it. I am actually at LAX. And during his debut game, I'm at LAX and I've got it on my phone. And I realized that there are about six, seven people around me that are also watching his debut on our phone and we're in the pickup. We're picking people up. We're not, you know, just suddenly arriving from, you know, it's not like we took a plane from Toronto to LA or anything like this. We're picking people up. So this kind of expresses the growth of hockey in Southern California is you've got a handful of people at LAX watching a hockey game on their phone for a team in Toronto, freaking Toronto, not L.A., not Anaheim, you know. But that was no ordinary game. That was Austin Matthews going off on his debut. But that's my point is yeah. we're we're still watching a game in Toronto. We're watching hockey. We're not watching the uh, New York Jets take on the Cleveland Browns or whoever the hell it is, you know. Ouch. We're watching a <laughs> hockey game at LAX. Exactly, and we're seeing more of that nowadays, which I'm very grateful for. This was also at a time, you know, 2015, 2016, where both the Kings and the Ducks were arguably much better. The Kings had just come off a Stanley Cup. The Ducks, they were still a very strong team. So hopefully we see more of that in the future in Southern California. 
So, Jason, thank you for being a part of this special collaboration project that we have here with the Lockdown Angels, Lockdown Anaheim Ducks. Uh, oh, for thank those you. That, thank you very much. Absolutely, man. And, and for those that want to listen to more Ducks content that are Angels fans that are listening here for Lockdown Angels, where can our listeners find a little bit more about Lockdown Anaheim Ducks? Well, they can type in Locked On Ducks Hockey on any browser and you could find us on apple Podcasts, google podcast spotify stitcher or wherever podcasts can be found you can follow the show on twitter at lo underscore ducks or follow me personally at stimpy jd thanks brother thanks for coming on man yeah and hey have have them email me you know email me your questions any ducks questions or email me something just hockey related in general you could email me at locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com and just throwing some mailbag questions in there. Absolutely. And same with us. If you want to be a part of tomorrow's fan mailbag, feel free to tweet us at Lockdown Angels, or you can follow me personally at Taylor Blake Ward and look for that tweet about 9 o'clock Pacific time, uh, 9 o'clock at night, of course. Setting my alarm. Along the lines. Thanks, thanks, bro. Uh, saying something along the lines of send me your baseball questions. I'll answer them here through midnight. Best ones make the show in the morning. And, of course, you can email us your questions at TaylorBlakeWard at Yahoo.com as well. Hey, you know what? Don't even ask baseball questions. You could ask anything. Ask him anything. Ask him about the Super Bowl. Ask him about hockey because Taylor is a big hockey fan, although his team is the Vancouver Canucks. But you could ask him anything about hockey in general, and I'm sure he'll answer them on his show. There'll be one or two questions now, right? (laughs) Hey, watch it, guy. This is my show, all right? (laughs) I'll go in for five for fighting on you. And there's a misconduct if you want to ask me questions, if you want to ask me questions about five for fighting, I'll take them though. <laughs> <laughs> the the band, yes, I do love the yes, band. Absolutely. I do love the band. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> we could talk about bands all day, but then we'd be here for hours. <laughs> and speaking of five for fighting, let's talk about L.A. Kings versus Anaheim Ducks, two franchises that absolutely despise each other. Despite Locked on Kings and Locked on Ducks hosts being frenemies, they're supposed to be enemies. But they played a game over the weekend. Yes, the Ducks did win that game. And the best player in the world did score a goal that game. So, yeah, go Derek Grant. Go Elite 1C. <laughs> Derek Grant. Derek uh, Grant. No, we, we, we could say that. He's the best Derek player. Grant. Derek, Derek Grant. Grant. Best player in Derek the world. Derek Grant. Oh, God. Dude, we are so bad at unison. But, okay, yes, he is the greatest player in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Hashtag Elite 1C once again. Uh, he did score a goal last night. But let's go into the fun of that game. Let's talk about the fight between two guys that I think are heavyweight battlers. Nick Delorier, who I've described in the past as having a rocket up his ass. And Curtis McDermott, Big Mac, who we've seen up close in person in Ontario. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm listening, and then I was like, is, is this a question or response? No, just say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah I, I really like Nick Delorier. Um, I think he's really important for this Anaheim Ducks team. I think he gives them a sense of physicality. Uh, obviously, we see it with the nine fights this season. Um, as for Curtis McDermott, I've seen him grow from a very young hockey player who used his big body to kind of just muscle himself around to becoming a actual physical player for the LA Kings. The thing with Curtis for me personally, and um, Curtis was, uh, I did an interview with Curtis. I think it's one of the very few things that you can look up on YouTube as Taylor Blake Ward and find it is uh, 
Curtis is very physical. He knows he is. The thing I worry about when it comes to him is he's not a headhunter per se, but he does look for the big hit. He looks for that big moment, whether it be a fight or the big hit. And sometimes that can get you in trouble. Um, obviously, the fight on Saturday was very fun between Nick and Curtis there. Yeah, I mean, this this was one that Curtis McDermott did start. He was looking for Nick Delorier because they did fight earlier in the season at the Ponda where Nick Delorier started the fight. And arguably, the fight in December was a much better fight, a little bit more drawn out. Where Delorier had the big hit, McDermott was not expecting it. And they dropped gloves a little bit. And even though some would say it was a draw, McDermott didn't get the W on that one because Delorier did, did initiate. He got Big Max lid off first and got some better punches. So I would say Nick got the better of him. Big Mac was looking for him specifically, and I don't want to say he wasn't headhunting, but he was looking for that moment because, you know, the Kings were down. He was trying to rally his troops. It obviously did not work. But, I mean, that's something that I worry about with Curtis McDermott as well, is he needs to, I guess, not control himself, but not try to look for that too much more often. He can play hockey very well. We've seen Curtis McDermott develop as a pretty decent forward at times with Ontario. It happened last season where you saw Curtis McDermott. He was on the power play unit, the power play two unit for a while there for Ontario. That was something completely different, and it worked at the time. I don't know why they didn't do it more often, but they should have, you know? (laughs) Yeah, when it comes to K-Mac, he reminds me a lot of Yaziel Puig. And when we think of Yaziel Puig, we think of the wild horse that he was, and he had to tame this wild horse. And I keep going back to baseball, but Yaziel Puig, when he became more of a uh, well, more well-rounded, knowledgeable baseball player, he became incredibly valuable to both the Dodgers and the Cincinnati Reds. When it comes to Nick Delorier, I think he's a much more well-rounded hockey player than K-Mac or Curtis McDermott. Um, it seems like. They're very similar profile hockey players, but I think that the hockey IQ really makes Nicholas uh, Delorier a much better and much more valuable hockey player. I agree. And even though Delorier has been in nine fights already this season, he's approaching double digits easily. Delorier has, I would argue, more of the skill set than Curtis McDermott does because you know, McDermott only occasionally gets on that forward position when he needs to. When you talk about a very skilled player that can get in those dirty areas in the corners, Nick Delorier has Curtis McDermott beat on that in spades. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and he, I think uh, another part of that is K Mac is six foot three, two hundred, and Nick Delorier. Nick Delorier is six one. He's six one, and you know, yeah. He's, I, I, I mean, on skates, suddenly that turns into 6'3 and 6'5. <laughs> so, you know, having a big body that's 6'5, Curtis McDermott has never been, he's not a bad skater, but he's kind of flat footed almost. He, he can't, well, I mean, we've both stared down Curtis McDermott. He's not a small man at all. <laughs> no, he, he's an easy 6'3. He's a very easy 6'3. Yeah, um, I, I would argue 6'4, and I'm six foot myself, and he towered over me a little bit. Nick Delorier, yeah. I would say, is about six one, and that's it. But Delorier has the much faster speed. And when you talk about flat footedness, you talk about Delorier, and he really goes on his tiptoes almost, where he'll just. Oh, jump. he's a great. He's a really good skater. Oh, I love watching him skate. You know, I've used that term several times. You know, 
rocket up his ass. He's on his tiptoes. He takes off from one blue line to the other like that. And it's amazing how he gets into those defensive lanes and can chase down guys on the breakaways. You know, that's one of his biggest skills, I think. So if we're staying on this uh, K-Mac and Nick Delorier thing, mm-hmm. I want to compare Curtis McDermott's hockey skill set to your drinking water skill set. Oh, God. You are the <laughs> loudest drinker of fluids I have ever heard. Hold on, That's hold on, hold on. Let me get a drink. Go ahead. <laughs> God, this has nothing to do with you at the bar. You are the loudest drinker of liquids. It's like you're trying to prove a damn point. And that is what Curtis McDermott is. I drink anything and i am a very simple drinker so i am like nick delorier <laughs> so then I, this is me turning you into a drill jerk and me probably a bigger jerk because i'm calling you out for it but yes this is the difference between nick delorier and curtis mcdermott <laughs> well thanks for that thanks for calling me out on my loud drinking habits yes i happen to are... i happen to drink water very loudly i happen to enjoy water very much that's all. We are friends. We are friends, so I'm allowed to say this to you. <clears throat> the funny thing is someone else said this recently. <laughs> I think that's the point is that there's some proof behind the pudding, you know? <laughs> oh, geez, that was really loud. <laughs> I just heard myself do it on the headphones. That came across very loudly, that loud gulp. Well, that is the proof that you need. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I think this is where we close out the shows. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Lockdown Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Smoke Signal, what have you. <laughs> We're really yeah. losing now. <laughs> wow. Okay. The water's getting to me, man. <laughs> also, be sure to rate comment subscribe send questions on lo underscore ducks or email me at locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com you could ask me anything ask me anything about hockey hell ask me anything about i don't know pancakes i mean d our buddy dc lundberg over at locked on mariners he talked about pancakes what can i answer about you think uh how about baseball you know what Ask me about baseball. I'll be sure to answer those questions as well. I mean, you know, something not Angels related because Taylor's got that covered across the street at Catella. And by the way, we'll be buddies again. We'll be neighbors. Well, we're, all, we're always buddies. But we'll be neighbors again because baseball's coming pretty soon. Yeah, well, I guess now that the Super Bowl's over, it's apparently baseball season, even though hockey and basketball season are still going on. So uh, if you want to cross Catella and join us at Lockdown Angels, you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Angels. You can follow me personally at Taylor Blake Ward. We do a fan mailbag every Tuesday, so if you want to be a part of that. And, J.D., thanks for putting this uh, or helping me out with this collab. It was great to get together and uh, make this Orange County, basically locked on Orange County sports thing come together. It was really fun to do. It totally is. And the perfect weekend for it. We had, you know, Hockey Day SoCal. We have baseball coming up. Angels are starting later this month. It's going to be a lot of fun this baseball season, but it'll be great to just keep collabing with each other. This will not be the last time we do this, obviously. I mean, we're buddies. We do this. We we shoot the crap quite often. And he puts up with my loud drinking habits. I apologize for that. <laughs> nah, you, you put up with uh, 
<laughs> Never mind. No, 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 no. We're, not, we're not, no, no, no. We're not going to go there. <laughs> no, no. You put up with uh, me, just me, <laughs> with Taylor Blake. It's like uh, what's uh, in uh, How to Train Your Dragon. When he's like, "This is what's wrong with you," and he's like, "You just pointed at all of me." Yeah, that's basically what you have to put up. <laughs> Every week, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> Son of. <laughs> and I won't comment more on that because there are some locked on angels listeners here, so I'm not going to comment any further. <laughs> uh, but on a per- on a personal note, uh, on behalf of myself, I'm grateful to be able to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. There are some great people on here. You know, Taylor Blake Ward, he's got Locked On Angels. Another buddy of mine who you should check out, uh, DC Lundsberg. He's the new host of Locked On Mariners. So definitely check that out. And you can check out everyone on the Locked On Podcast Network on all your podcasting apps. You know, we all do a great job here. And you're going to have a lot more content to come. It is daily for your local sports team. Check us out all over the place. Taylor, any final words before we head off for the evening? Uh, yeah, I know that um, the couple hockey teams have a peak in the rink coming up. Um, I lost my mother just over a year ago to breast cancer. Um, yeah, just I know that a lot of the local hockey teams are doing pink in the rink coming yes, up. Yes, and in fact, the San Diego Goals just had theirs this weekend. Absolutely, and uh, you know whether it's you or someone that you love is battling breast cancer, um, just want to let you know that we are with you, we are fighting along with you, we're thinking of you, and uh, go kick cancer's ass. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. Uh, you just mentioned that uh, pink in the rink. The San Diego Goals, they recently had their pink in the rink this past weekend, which I will talk about on Thursday's Locked On Goals podcast. And the Ontario Rain, they're having their pink in the rink this coming Saturday at Toyota Arena. That's February the 8th where the Ontario Rain are going to have their pink in the rink. And by the way, rumor is that the pink ice is going to be even pinker this year. As it should be. Yeah. So again, uh, for everybody battling cancer, you know, we're all with you. We're all with you on the battle. And in fact, I don't know if I can get too personal here, but I know I this year for my pink in the rink sign, just for you, buddy, because you're my buddy. We've been friends for a long time. I'm, I'm just going to say... I'm glad to have known you for a long time, and I'll put on my sign, you know, fighting for a cure, fighting for all of those that have been affected by cancer. Absolutely, man. And, I appreciate and, that. And uh, I'll and I'll put your mom's name, your mom's name, right on that sign. Thanks, buddy. And um, you know, I've, I've always appreciated that you do that. And, uh, but you know, um, sadly, my family is one of many families that have had to go through this process and sadly uh we've lost someone during this process i've actually lost quite a few family members uh through breast cancer um so just uh you know a personal note from a stranger is uh you know check yourself see the doctor and uh whether you have it or you're fighting for someone else fight on and uh, know that you have all of our support yeah it i'm sorry i got maudlin towards the end there but, you know, it's a good thing to say that you have our support and we have each other's backs when it comes to something like cancer research. You know, we have each other's backs and we will continue to do that. So, Taylor, once again, thank you so much for coming on Locked on Ducks on this special crossover episode today. Really appreciate it. 
Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we will talk about the Ducks' recent games, and we'll talk about their upcoming road trip through, oh, Canada, our home. In- oh, wait, I'm sorry. can't sing that. <laughs> we can't sing that, can we? Our home and native. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, monotone. Yes. <laughs> with, with glowing hearts, we see thee rise. And for Locked on Ducks, I'm Jason Hernandez saying we stand on guard for thee. And I'll hopefully see you at the arena. And hey, Anaheim, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.